The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to the Animal Communication Podcast, where we talk to animals. We're your hosts, Karen Dundee-Smith, Meredith Tolleson, and Julie Heert. Every week, we'll share insights and stories from the animals. We'll also share how animal communication is a huge part of our lives, influencing our own growth, as well as deepening the relationship with our animal family. We'll be weaving in special guests and animal communication readings. So join us as we discuss all things animal communication. Welcome, everyone, to our inaugural episode of the Animal Communication Podcast. We are so excited to share our experiences of talking with animals with all of you, answer your questions, and introduce you to other great people. Most of all, though, we're really excited to have you hear from all the animals themselves. We thought, though, that we would take this very first episode and introduce each one of us so that you had a better understanding of who we are, what we do, and why we're actually doing this podcast. Um, so what we thought we'd do is I'll first introduce Karen, and then we'll talk to Meredith, and then myself, and you get the chance to hear who we are and how we got into all of this animal communication. So Karen, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you actually are right now? Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and listening. We're so, I'm so excited about this being our first podcast as well. I'm here in Boston, Massachusetts. And it's a really good question, Julie, because there are so many people starting to become aware of animal communication. And I think people are starting to become aware that we've been connected with our animals if we're open in a lot of ways ever since we were children. And so for me, that's really where it started is uh, when I was a little kid, uh, I always thought I liked animals better than people anyway. I mean, I collected animals. I had a dog who came first. He was my older brother. I had ducks. I had alligators. I had turtles. You know, I was afraid to touch, like, touch the worms and upset them on the concrete. So there's a lot of ways that I was very connected to animals when I was really, really little. So as I got older, I had a really strong interest in energy because I could feel animals' energy and feelings from when I was younger. And the first thing that I did when I started coming back into my own intuition and awareness was I started studying Chinese medicine and Qigong. And I learned a form of Qigong called Pongu Shangong, and it really helped me with a lot of my health issues with my teacher, Paul Frazier. As I became more aware of the energies around me, my intuition came back. And as my intuition came back and I started teaching people this awesome form of Qigong, their animals started showing up in the sessions. And they would hover around their people while I was doing energy work and teaching them Qigong. And I realized they were becoming receivers of that energy as well. And so I started including them in my sessions with people. Um, and then, as I, got, as I got into it even more, I started hearing again, I started my intuition came back when it came to uh, people who had passed, I started being able to hear their voices again, how they were doing in spirit. And it was interesting, family members, people were passing and friends, people passing, and they'd come to me and say, can you get this message to their friends and family? Um, some people were really open to it, which was really cool. So I did start to get validation. Um, and then the next thing that happened for me was, uh, as we all do, we have soul babies in our lives. And one of mine passed away. His name was Hockey Puck. 
broke my heart, as we all know how much they take a piece of our hearts with them. And he's the reason why I do this, because after six months of energy work and treating him and nursing him back to health, he ended up passing of a frozen larynx, which I couldn't fix. And the reason why I couldn't fix it is because that was a catalyst point, a lesson, a soul lesson of me trying to understand why our animals are with us in our lives and how they support us. And that led me to my teacher, actually all of our teacher, Danielle McKinnon, lovely Danielle McKinnon. I learned animal communication at her school and just knew it was the piece missing from the pie that I needed to be able to do all of this work full time. I also went on and did soul level intuitive coaching in her school where we learned to connect with spirit guides and help people with big life lessons and looking at themselves in a more positive view and understanding their connection to the universe. And then the last thing that I've added to date beyond mediumship to my background is uh, also becoming a end of life animal companion doula with a certification from University of Vermont so I can help people with their grief um, and help animals get their messages to their people who are in grief. So that is a little bit about what. Yeah. And there's so much in there to kind of tease everybody to you about upcoming episodes. So yes, there's, there we're going to talk about so many of those things in the coming months, years, even. I'm just going to put that out there. But first, we're going to meet Meredith Tullison. Meredith, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you are? Hey there. I'm so happy to be here and doing this with Karen and Julie. Um, my name is Meredith Tollison. I am in Tupelo, Mississippi, and I love to talk about where we are because we're scattered all over the country. And thanks to technology, we can still be doing this work together. I have a couple of different things that I bring to the table here. First and foremost, I have, I'm a business owner and entrepreneur, and unfortunately that is still taking up a good bit of my time, but I spend as much time as I can working with the animals because I've realized this is my passion. How did I get here? Well, about 11 years ago, I adopted a couple of puppies who started having behavior issues. So I was looking for trainers to help them. I couldn't find anybody that I felt comfortable with. And I realized now that intuitively, I knew that I was working with the wrong people. So I went and became certified as a dog trainer, focusing on behavior issues. I worked with that for a while, thinking that I'd figured out what I wanted to be when I grow up. And then after the tragic loss of one of my kitties, I um, stumbled over this one-off online um, webinar about animals on the other side, um, hosted by our teacher, Danielle McKinnon. That's where I kind of discovered that this exists, animal communication. That's also the first time I ever met online, not quite in person. Karen, Karen was actually in that webinar as well and was talking to her hockey puck that she mentioned earlier. So I thought, hmm, this is an interesting thing. I think I'll go take a class. This might be a thing that I can add to my training. Well, it ends up being that my training knowledge adds to my animal communication knowledge. I fell in love with this, this process and the things that we can learn from the animals. And so I continued on to take and ultimately teach every course that was available at that time through the school. So I became a certified soul level animal communicator, soul level intuitive coach, and teaching assistant through Danielle's school. 
In addition to that, I'm an animal Reiki practitioner in the Let Animals Lead modality. I um, am going into the UVM course that Karen mentioned about becoming a pet animal companion death end of life doula. I'll have to get all of the words straight once I get through the course. And I'm continually taking courses and listening to podcasts and listening to webinars, trying to add to my toolbox. So that's a little bit about me. And I'm so glad to be here. Julie. Thank you. We're so excited about this whole podcast. It's just how how all of it has just kind of come to be. Um, yeah. So I'm Julie Heert. I'm currently living in Grand Rapids, Michigan. My journey with all of this started actually when I was living in Anchorage, Alaska, which someday I will return to. For me, a lot like Karen and a lot like Meredith, I've always had a connection to animals. For me in particular, it's been dogs. Um, I had dogs. I think the first dog we got was when we first moved from Ohio to California when I was a kid. It was actually a bribe that my parents gave us that we would go willingly to California. I mean, I was in fourth grade. I had no choice. Anyway, that was the first pet that I ever really had. Actually, take that back. I had another ra a rabbit, but we'll talk about that later. Anyway, but I always had much more of a connection to my dogs and I grieved my rabbit. Then I did, I felt like to people and it wasn't really ever understood. Like I would get teased for it and whatnot. And so I kind of, I and didn't kind of, I buried it for a long, long time until we, I had two dogs pass, which we're going to talk about too in a little bit yet in this episode. So what I found though, is that um, animal communication has just been a really eye-opening, reawakening, huge process for me. I too studied to be an animal, uh, a dog trainer actually, um, and got almost certified, but I didn't do the last little step that I had to do in that specific um, certification process. And actually I was afraid of dogs for a while because I'd gotten bit when I was a kid. So that's a whole thing. Uh, but I am actually a certified soul level animal communicator, just like both of you, as well as a certified soul level intuitive coach, just like both of you. And we also, you know, as we said, met through Danielle McKinnon, who hopefully at some point will be a guest on our wonderful show. I'm also a certified heart animal soul professional communicator because I first studied with a group called the Lightfoot Way, which is a fabulous organization. And that got my feet wet really in animal communication and really kind of interesting, as well as a different way to do animal communication because there's more than one. And we want to talk about all of that as we go forward. I'm also a writer and I also like to consider myself a mystic. I love learning about how animal communication has always been a part of indigenous cultures. And I also love to understand how it was originally a part of Western, I'll call them Western European cultures, most of those people just didn't survive <laughs> for one reason or another. But to understand the spirituality and the sacredness behind animal communication for me, and even intuitive coaching for me, has been a really huge driver. And I really have a lot of uh, of fun reading a lot of that stuff and even re watching some really cool movies of late, too, about all that. Again, more topics that we're going to talk about. So... Ladies, how about we talk about what animal, specific animal, actually brought us here? I know, Karen, you mentioned hockey puck. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about hockey puck? Yes. So um, really hockey puck and his brother, Morris, who I really don't talk about that much, Morris, because he was, he really was um, my very, very first experience with direct, me involved animal communication with him 
and I and I don't give him his due. And he's kind of like sparkling my little head right now, going, "Hey, don't forget about moi." I'm gonna just say that Morris helped me too because he passed even sooner than Occupac. He was older. He ended up with brain cancer, a uh, brain tumor. But fascinatingly, when I was on a vacation, I was away. He woke me up. A lot of animals do this to me. They wake me up out of a dream when there's something they need to get to me that's really urgent and important. And he was letting me know while I was away on vacation that he wasn't doing well and that when I got home, he was in his last legs of his life. I didn't know what that meant, but I knew when I got home, there was a lot I was going to have to handle with him. And he did end up passing away of a brain tumor. But um, the interesting thing about Morris was he is the one who led me to my very first teacher, Marsha Zace, who was a, has been a friend and a mentor for a long time. And she helped me connect with him on the spot about what he wanted for himself as far as his support for his end of life, which was really fascinating about his choice of not wanting surgery and how that came about. But then Hockey Puck was, really, was my soul baby. And um, as he... As he got older and on in life, he actually provided me with a lot of opportunity to sit with him and talk to him and try to figure out what the heck is he saying to me when he's really staring at me? Because we know that that happens a lot with people. They come to us and they're like, why is that animal staring at me? He did a lot of staring at me. <laughs> and so, yeah, he was a, quite a big teacher for me with his end of life process and getting sick. And me working on my own Qigong skills and energy skills and honing those with him and helping him through some deep sickness, respiratory and thyroid and a lot of different things until finally his frozen larynx got the best of him. So he's the one who really guided me to, to Danielle, where I met Meredith and Julie. And he still is working with me now. He still supports me when it comes to getting myself back in focus and learning new things and um, supporting me with the energy that I use for other animals. He's right there. I can feel him start to tingle the top of my head and warm around my shoulders, guiding me in that way. That's how it happened for me and so Meredith. Beautiful. Yeah, Mayor. So this is a really interesting and somewhat challenging question for me. I've had so many animals at one point when I started yeah, when I started studying, I had four black labs and five black cats and a hedgehog living in my house. When I'm asked which of these animals led me into this, I realized that each of them had a different part of the process. Each of them came at a different step that I was ready to receive at that time. I say that Quentin was my mentor. Quentin was the brother of my dog Barnabas that I have now. I adopted them both as puppies, as littermates, and Quentin was the one with the pretty significant behavior issues. I wanted so badly to be able to help him, to be able to, um, at the time, fix him. And part of the growth and development that I learned through the challenges that we faced over his nine years was really to understand what my abilities were and what my limitations were in terms of fixing. But I learned so much from him. As I mentioned, it was Miss Mina Murray that passed unexpectedly that led me to the webinar and into the studies. But then after that, it was the passing of one of my cats, Boris, Boris Karloff. And 
how I really, I supported him in his illness and in his passing. And I completely trusted how he was showing me he wanted this situation to go. And I went with it. I was scared to trust it. And I'm sure we'll talk about that, how trusting the information is a, is a big thing in this work. But yeah, he showed me very, very clearly what he wanted from me. And I trusted that. And his passing was actually very peaceful and very beautiful and was a bit of an impetus for me to keep going because I realized that I truly did have a connection with him. So each of these animals has given me parts and pieces of my learning along this journey, as they all do. But I do say that Quentin, Quentin was really my mentor and really my inspiration, my muse, if you will, to catapult me into jumping into this wholeheartedly and completely. You know, as I listen to both of your stories, all the animals that I had in my life have come back through and are, are knocking on my, like, hey, don't forget about us. I have to kind of go back to Noah, Noah J. Morgenstern, who was a West Highland Terrier that I had adopted. And when he was getting older, he passed at about 15 and a half years old. As he started to age, I had actually seen, I think it was the Pet Psychic. There was a show on Discovery Network that was an animal communicator. And that was the first I'd ever heard of it. And I thought it was the coolest thing. And I'd seen mediums and whatnot and spiritual people on Oprah because when I was Oh, gosh. In my first stages of my professional career, she was doing a whole, you can change your life. That was the whole theme of many seasons. Anyway, so she would have mediums and um, intuitive people on, and I was enthralled with that. And then I saw the pet psychic, and then my dog Noah started to age. And I really wanted to find an animal communicator to help me understand what all was going on. And so and this is the, at this time, I was living in Wisconsin, and I worked with a woman who helped tremendously. And I thought, oh, this is really great. And then, and I still had already at the time had two other dogs, India, named for India Irie, and Bono, named for Bono Vox, of course, because that's my favorite band, as you people will quickly learn about me. But I used, I worked with her then as we began to move to Alaska, because we actually drove and made a whole life change. And Noah by then had passed away, but India and Bono were coming with us. Um, and so we drove to Alaska, but I had this animal communicator helped me get them ready, which really, in hindsight, was really getting me ready <laughs> for a lot of things. Um, but it wasn't until India and Bono passed away within six months of each other, uh, several years after living in Alaska, that I fell into a really deep depression, particularly with Bono. He was the last dog to go. I fell into this really deep depression and for months couldn't pull myself out of it. And of course, many people don't understand when a pet passes, the grief that we can experience can be just as crippling as the grief over a parent, a loved one, a human, if you will. And no one was understanding it. And there wasn't really a whole lot of help. And it wasn't until I was actually at, I was having a massage. There's a woman that I work with in Anchorage who's a fantastic healer. And while she was working on me, my dogs, those three dogs all came through to her and said, she needs another dog. This is the dog that, the, that she needs, and she needs to be an animal communicator as well. And so this healer, she's a friend of, she's now a friend of mine. We actually were just talking yesterday. She actually showed me, first of all, the dog that's laying at my feet right now, Lucas, but she also put me in touch with the Lightfoot way that I mentioned earlier. And that's how my studies 
began. But it was through the passing of those three dogs and them coming back through and saying yes and like really kind of shaking me, like throttling me, like you have to do this, you have to do this. And then there's a whole nother story about how I found you guys with Danielle. <laughs> there's a whole nother story that involves Lucas, but we'll save that for another day. Um, but yeah, it's the grief for me was the biggest impetus as far as getting here and just the changes that it's brought about, just being able to hear from not only my own animals, but you know, we kind of support one another and tune into each other's animals, but then all the clients that we work with. All of those, what I always find interesting is all of those readings that we do, there's a little thread of it that's a little little poker, if you will, for us. And so these larger messages that keep coming back and around and the invitations, and I know at some point we'll even talk about wild animals, but all of this comes into what is animal communication? How can we use it? Which is the point of our podcast anyway. So it's really just, kind of, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of took a little ramble there, but- there's just so much to learn about what this is and the fact that everybody can do this if we just quiet our mind. So I don't know if either one of you want to want to comment on that anybody can do this just as a little little teaser. Yeah, go ahead. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Perfect segue, Julie, because I actually just wrote a little blog about that um, mm. on my website. But there are some really simple steps to giving yourself the opportunity to share and receive. And really, that's what we all realized as we became animal communicators ourselves. That, And as it, when we were innocent as children, that's what we were doing because we didn't have anybody telling us different. So sharing, being able to just relax and go into a really calm state and just to be able to share pictures and feelings from your heart and offering those like little gifts to animals this is where they live, right? So when they feel that stuff coming from us and it's true and authentic, they turn around and send stuff back. And so if we're in a really beautiful, quiet place, we can we start to feel that stuff from them. But our intellectual minds, our human minds, our monkey minds start to override those first initial hits or re receptive things that we're getting. So if we can just stay, for me, it's kind of like saying to people, if you just stay in a place of sharing gifts and receiving gifts, then whatever the first thing is you get back, it's going to be in a positive state and you know it's going to be from your, from your animal. Yeah. That's so what I cool. would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we are looking to do this podcast every week. Um, so we thought what we thought we'd do too is as we get ready to kind of wrap things up here today is just give everybody a little teaser, a little taste, if you will, of what they can look forward to when they tune in every week here on mindbodyspirit.fm. Meredith, what topics are you looking forward to talking about in this coming year? Oh, there's so many I'm looking forward to. One thing that we have all discussed as we were making plans for this was just all of the different ways in which animal communication shows up in our lives. So we have a ton of topics on that. Obviously with my behavior background, I'm very interested in talking about how our animals can use their behaviors to either model or mirror behaviors for us to communicate with us. Animals in spirit and supporting people through their grief as animals are preparing to transition or have crossed the rainbow bridge. These are a few of the things that I'm super excited about because I think there are so many people who need that support right now. Karen, what about you? No um, surprise here. I'm really excited to talk about how animals are 
so aware of their own bodies and their health and the way that they can communicate that with us. And because of my my energy medicine background and Qigong background, animals have been able to use that toolkit that I have to give some deeper insight on, into how to be present with them so that they can share information about their health that then their humans can take and bring to a vet, a, a medical person, um, someone who can help them professionally with looking in the right place maybe, or understanding what might be going on and using words to describe something that they may not have had before. So I'm very excited about uh, talking about animal health and energy in that way. And Julie, what are you excited about? So I'm really excited about talking about animals in a spiritual sense, as far as how animal communication is a sacred and spiritual practice. If I take a look at from a mystic perspective, we had, of course, St. Francis of Assisi, who is the patron saint of animals. And I don't have a huge religious background, but it really interests me how it's all there. And I'm also super interested in the indigenous aspect of it, too. So I would love to be able to learn a little bit more about indigenous teachings around animals and hopefully even talk with with uh, indigenous leaders in that regard too, and talking with wild animals specifically and what all the signs and their requests are and how we can even do that too. Lastly, we are gonna have some special guests, which could also include popping in some people to have some live readings and whatnot with from time to time. So stay tuned because it's going to be a really interesting, we think, <laughs> a really interesting podcast that we're going to try and get a lot of different perspectives on what animal communication is, how you can use it, how you can even do this yourself, and uh, all the different facets that it contains. Did I miss anything, friends? I don't think so. I think we covered it all for today. Right. Awesome. So we'll be here every week here on mindbodyspirit.fm. So please tune in and subscribe and all the good stuff. And we will see you next week. Take really good care of yourself. <laughs>